pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome. You are listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. I am Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And you are listening to One Life Left, Europe's favourite video games radio show. Back, back, back. We are back. We had, uh, was it a month off? It was more than that, wasn't it? Was it? It was was definitely longer than four weeks. Well, for some of us. And for all of us. I'm I'm almost certain you had four weeks off. Did you have a nice time? Uh, I did. You know, I said upstairs. Uh, Our listeners were up. St- were not yeah. upstairs, though. I said um, I haven't played that many games whilst I've been off. Okay. Been- uh, did you have any objectives for summer, though? Uh, yes. Find somewhere to live. Okay. And how did that go? Multiple success. Well, no, singular success. <laughs> okay. Found one place to live. Definitely going to live there. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, that is it. Can we give the address out? We can all send uh, you. Brixton. And, and Scantlebury, care of uh, Brixton. Yeah. Great. Uh, I should mention at this point, uh, we wouldn't ordinarily introduce the guest here, but um, there's no Stee. What? So you did a show last week. Yeah. Uh, that apparently went well. well. We'll see in our review. I'm here uh, now, so we're easing our way back up yeah, to full strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That said, though, I think we've exceeded uh, the sort of core one life flex strength. We've got Mike Bithell here. What? Hello. Hello, Mike. No. How, are you, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. It's a, a pleasure as always. Thank you so much for coming on the show. How, long have I, how many shows have I been on now? I feel, to be honest, I feel like we're overdoing it a little bit. I think it's got to the stage where I don't like it when you're not on. Do you know yeah. what? Like, it feels like there's something... I get this weird twinge on a Monday. Do you? to you about see it. a doctor I should. about that. Um, <laughs> congratulations on Anne Life Left. Thank you. A um, couple of things. So okay. Just a couple. Of, I mean, I thought it was very good. Yeah, did you? couple of things. Did you listen? I did listen. Not live because you're in the pub. Exactly. A um, couple of things. Uh, running order. You had a running order. What was that about? I know. Well, honestly, I got a bit scared. Okay. Because I had to do the desk and the talking. Right. Um, and I wanted to have some actual questions prepared. Okay. It was very It was very odd. And there were so many people in the studio. You ran out of chairs? Ran out of chairs. Um, people were standing. Um, and I did. I wanted to make sure that I didn't forget anyone. Okay. Oh, um, rude. The first guest, the lady that was uh, looking after Somerset House. What was her name? Uh, Joe Summers. Right. Okay. You missed. Uh, it was, <laughs> was that a test? I, I was just, no, I was just waiting for the the, the obvious joke. What? Jo- Summer, Somerset. Joe oh. Somerset House. Like, see, my bit was bit. Like, exactly. You should admittedly, have admittedly, I'm an award-winning writer. <laughs> so. <laughs> exactly. But I'm not in. No, I wasn't in newsy joke mode. I was in yeah. like serious okay. business. Right. I'm okay. Sorry. No, it's good. Uh, congratulations on that once again. Thanks. Did you submit that one for the GMAs? No, because we didn't get it done in time. But I submitted the last one and, and let them know very clearly that there would be another of high quality <laughs> coming up. Don't listen to any of the stuff with the boys on it. No. Good. Uh, did you enjoy doing it? Yeah. Yeah, it was excellent. I want to do another one. Okay, do you want to do it now? Nope. Well, you can't, because you know what you've got to do. Got to do the news. <laughs> got to do the news. 
7.04 on Monday the 14th of September. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Nintendo has named Tatsumi Kimishima as its new president. He takes up the position following the death of Satoru Iwata earlier this year. Kimishima is currently the head of human resources for Nintendo, which presumably involves quite a lot of approving holiday requests. Before that, he was boss of Nintendo of America until Reggie Fellamy took over. He also worked at the Pokemon Company. Away from work, he enjoys outdoor summer activities, including golf and tennis. He's not looking to date. Welcome, Kimishima-san. Welcome. Um... That's a strange uh, career path, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Running Nintendo America Mm. to HR Nintendo Japan. What did he do wrong? (laughs) Do you think so? You think there's there's a story behind the story, do you? Yeah. (laughs) There's only one person in Nintendo that hated him. Right. That person's not there anymore. Or maybe he did something so terrible that he had to assume he he was like, quick, I must become HR immediately so that the complaint comes into me and I'll go, that's fine. Also, does HR get to decide who gets that job? That's my next question. That's a very good point. Yeah. Very good point. Um, So what else do we know about this man apart from his love of uh, golf, etc.? Uh, not, I mean, I just read the Wikipedia page. Okay. He, start, he started off in banking. I know that much, so can we trust him, really? How long has he been at Nintendo? Ages. Ages, sorry, that was an unfair question to ask. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good answer, though, wasn't it? And, and, has, he, has he said anything? I mean, is he, is he expected to change much? Uh, he's not going to talk. Okay. Yeah, he's going to take... Uh, Gordon Freemaning it. <laughs> just everything with eye movements. Okay. He's going to rule the company like that. So are you speculating that there'll be eye-tracking technology in the Nintendo NX? 100%. You think Super Mario Maker is awesome and you want to play it loads and loads, right? But do you want to pay for it five times? Game totally thinks people do. The retailer had a big mess up with a load of pre-orders of the game, charging people multiple times, with some having up to £330 taken out of their account. Game has been getting in touch with customers to reimburse them, but some were forced to cancel their orders as they started getting more and more overdrawn. Wii exclusive Super Mario Maker is out this Friday, and if you're looking for the cause of the next financial collapse, you can almost be certain it started with this. Uh, it's out already, isn't it? And you're, you're, you're a week behind. Oh, no. <laughs> is it, or is it out in America and not out here? It's definitely out. It's definitely is it out here? It came out on Friday, didn't oh, it? Oh, so I was talking about the wrong Friday. You were the wrong Friday. Hang on. Uh... Do the music again. It was, all, it was already out on Friday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's all it. Uh, I'm quite excited about playing uh, Mario Maker. Are you? No. Well, so oh I am... Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> tell Kimishima that. Wow. No. And I'll tell you for why. Uh, An I, early misstep. <laughs> yes. I, um, I sold my Wii uh, uh, was last it, week. Was it to buy a Wii U? No. Okay. Do you know how much I got for it? Go on, how much? £21. I, I was in um, Croydon yeah. uh, last week. I'm sorry. I, yeah, well... I very nearly died. No, genuinely, <laughs> genuinely nearly died. There's um, opposite the station. There's um, a very wide road, um, and as you as you go back to go over the station, you may have had a few drinks. Who knows? But um, you 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 think you're crossing a dual carriageway, so you go, oh, there's nothing coming here from my right, and then you and then you you realise it's not a dual carriageway when a taxi almost drives into you. <laughs> and then, oh, wait a minute. Um, a lot of game shops in um, a lot of tradey game shops in Croydon. Mm. Uh, I was um, slightly saddened. by... By the amount of money I appear to have thrown away. Yeah. Just uh, all this stuff. So how much for the Wii? 30 quid? No, £21. 21, that, 21 and that was for a Wii, yeah. um, uh, an extra remote and a balance board. All of that for £21. Wow. Did you haggle? Who did you sell this to? Do you know what? I had a really bad headache and I just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> okay, so we should, have, we should approach you to, sell your, to buy yeah. your stuff. Who did you sell it to? Uh, Games Master. The magazine? <laughs> <laughs> Is it Games Master? Is it Game Master? Uh, which is just like a um, a trade-in right. place. Independent. It was mm. right next to CEX. Okay, but do you not think they would have offered more? No, I looked she online. She got them into a, like a bidding war. Yeah, you yeah. by you. Each other. I had a headache though. I mean, who? Was- <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft has killed off Xbox Live Indie Games. From the 9th of September, no new sign-ups were being accepted. Developers still working on games now have one year to finish their projects. The marketplace will be closed for good on in September 2017. It looked like the end was nigh for Xbox Live Indie Games back when the Xbox One launched without it. Microsoft continues to push its ID at Xbox program, which allows indie developers to self-publish on Xbox One. So long, XLIG, you were the acronym we never used. We used it in uh, YMCA, didn't we? No, that's XBLA. Okay, just checking. 
That's why I can't say it. Like, it's really hard to say XLIG. If you're going to do an acronym, you've got to do it. So ro- XBLA rolls off the tongue. It's a, it's, it's, sorry, it's XB. Is it XLIG or XBLIG? Oh, is it XBLIG? XBLIG. No, I, 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 I think we might be uh, discovering why, it, why it's <laughs> been closed. Been the floor. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what do we think? Are, there, are people still using it? People still developing games? Some were. Were there? Yeah, there was. There, there was there's definitely. But, but to be fair, they have a year. And, and, and if they're using it, they're using it to make an Xbox 360 game, which yeah. maybe isn't the best platform to launch an indie game on in 2015. So, yeah, but but the good news is that, you know, the, the new scheme is incredibly inclusive. You you have to try very hard not to get yeah. into it, so that's good. So it, hopefully all the kinds of people who were using that are now already Moving doing on this to, stuff on Xbox One. Yeah. What's your favourite uh, XBLIGGD? Um, oh, what was the one... There was a, a zom. There was a, zom- a bunch of zombies, and it was like a metal song played while you did it. <laughs> and it's it, no, it had it. And the, the song was the the lyrics of the song were just the name of the game repeated over Excellent. and over. Excellent. And I'm going to remember in about 20 minutes what it was called. I can't I think, think what it was called, um, but that one sold like crazy numbers. Okay, what was that called? Uh, I think my favourite one was. Um, Hidden in Plain Sight. Did you ever play that one? No, I didn't try that. Local multiplayer game. It was one title. It had sort of four mini games in it. It was absolutely brilliant. And what was your favourite uh, Xbox Live arcade game? Uh, so I was not around for um, Xblig because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my Xbox 360 got um, lost in a breakup. Thanks, Simon. Um, I, I did not break up with you. So you didn't even make 21 quid on that No. <laughs> so I couldn't wow. even sell it. Right. Um, and I definitely did play some XBLA games, but none that stuck in my memory that much. <laughs> the game was called I Made a Game with Zombies in it. Excellent. Thank you. Sorry. Excellent. That Excellent. <laughs> the new Apple TV announced last week will come with a remote that will double as a Wii-style controller. It'll have a glass touch surface, buttons, motion control that can be used with video games, and it hasn't been called iRemote or anything stupid like that. Beat Sports by Harmonix was used to demo the controller. Guitar Hero Live, Geometry Wars 3, Crossy Road, and Skylander Superchargers will all launch on Apple TV, which is due out in October. For the full locked and loaded Apple life, you'll be able to continue games on your Apple TV on your iPhone when you leave the house, and in doing so, you become part of the machine. Uh, so, in um, standard Apple event um, chronology, um, there was a lot of hype about this yeah. beforehand. Apple was going to come on; it was going to, it was definitely going to kill off uh, games consoles this time mm-hmm. around. Death to Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo, dead. Yeah, um, that was the expectation, and, and you've probably seen this as well in like contracts with platform holders. They've been explicitly starting to include Apple as uh, like a competitor right? platform. Interesting. So they, I think the other console guys were maybe expecting something a bit yeah. more. But yeah, cool. and then they launched to Apple TV again, mm-hmm. but with Wiimote. And then everybody was a bit right. What's going on there then? I thought you were going to kill that off, but you haven't. You've no. you brought back the Wii. Just as I've sold Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, and there was a lot of chat about the sort of technicalities of this. Um, so uh, there's a, a file size limit of 200 megabytes. You can't do That's much. Right. You can do some streaming stuff, but yeah, like for a good user experience, you're going to have to stay under under 200. 200 right. Which is, which is a lot. Like. You can do a lot with 200 meg. How, 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 how big is volume? Volume, I think, we got it down to, in the end, around 600 meg, okay. which is really small. So three Apple TVs. So three Apple TVs we could uh, is, 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 is plug them all in together <laughs> and uh, be fine. And so people talk about the Wii Mote. Uh, so it's just it's 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 got a gyroscope in it, so it's a standard mm. thing. Yeah. It's a multi-touch you, surface okay. thing as well. How are you going to play the Guitar Hero games on that, then? I don't well, very well, well indeed. <laughs> exactly, with your tongue out. <laughs> you have to hold it up like a Don't know. guitar. You're in charge of the news. Yeah, uh, you're going to have to hold it up like a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I've I've got an Apple TV, mm-hmm. like an old one. Um, find it very Will you useful upgrade? for the Netflix type stuff. Uh, probably not. No, don't no. think so. Are you, you going to? No. What about you, Mike? It's got an apple on it. I'll buy it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm you need to try, do. I think I'm trying one tomorrow, actually. I'm going to have a little what try about? one. Should we all come out? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'll see if I can extend the NDA and we'll, we'll see what we can do. But yeah, I want to play on it. It looks cool, though. It looks really cool. 
And finally, non-US based fans of trains and simulation and America are currently getting all steamed up about Train Simulator 2015. DLC packs including BNSF Railway Network and American Railway Network have had the brakes pulled on Steam. An online petition pulled out of the station but developer Dovetail Games has given a red signal explaining that BNSF no longer license its products outside the US. If you want to play the full train with the full train set, it looks like you're going to have to poop, poop, chug, 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 chug all the way to the USA and get a copy over there. How did you spell that? Uh, it's uh, poop, poop, with uh, both with two O's, so like poop, and then mm. chugga, 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 uh, spelled C-H-U-G-G-A, repeated four times. Okay. Mm. Um, it will remain on sale in the States. Yeah. Okay. So... I mean, if you want, if you are desperate for this, just take which, a holiday. Which I'm not. Do you, you just need to take a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, um, what is it with these? I mean, obviously, this is, this is an actual simulator game as opposed yeah. to one of the jokey ones. Um, did you see how many copies Shower with Your Dad Simulator has, has sold on Steam? <laughs> what <laughs> is it up to? <laughs> it's sold far too many for a joke game. Yeah, no. how do you feel about that, Anne? No. <laughs> I feel bad about that. <laughs> you never heard of it before? No. Maybe you could review it. It's exactly what you think it is. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to stay clear of that one. Right. Um, there's Goat Simulator, of course, and yeah. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. But they've wisely avoided the licensed train area. Right, exactly, yeah. because is, they foresaw the... Because they saw this coming. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Like, like it's um, what was the game? Like, there's been a few games that have had to be pulled from Steam because they've lost the, the licenses and stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's weird, because uh, well, you don't own stuff anymore. You that's right. access and to it. EA has just done it with the Apple games, hasn't it? So flight, mm. you can no longer buy flight control. Mm. Oh, which really? is weird given how uh yeah just like how defining that game was mm-hmm. no longer exists and and actually and i think with these things you um you own them until you upgrade or you or you reformat your thing and yeah you, well, you can buy like an old iphone with like flappy bird right like on it for on ebay can't you because you can't get that yeah, anymore. yeah yeah crazy uh is that it Anne? that is it thanks Anne. What do you think of this then? It's good. Do you know what? It sounds a bit like it could come out of a carousel or something. Um, this is from chipmusic.org. Um, somebody hosted it up and they said um, uh, they'd marked it as wanting constructive criticism. So, Oh, should we give some feedback? Yeah. I feel like it needs... It's quite staccato. Okay. You, yeah, I would like a little bit more fluidity in it maybe. Okay, fair enough. Mike... He's an animated gif of some Morris dancers. <laughs> play alongside the um, The first comment was percussion. Uh, of course, of course. Yeah, forgot that. Uh, it's a cover of the Earth, Wind & Fire song September, uh, which was uploaded to chipmusic.org today. Um, it was on the front page, therefore it's now on the show. That's how you do it. <laughs> Just upload on Monday, I upload it Monday when we need to get the... Uh, 
the music. But uh, yeah, um, I, hope, I hope that feedback was constructive for you. Um, I think it's uh, re- been remixed by you Boulder B A L D U R remix apparently. So. Find that there. Where you'll get... It's not as good as his older work. Do you not think so? No. <laughs> they could say that about you, Mike. How? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was too oh, easy. That was too oh, easy. I did, and obviously, oh. I didn't mean it. I mean, did you? No, I didn't yeah, actually. Well, no. What better way to say it than to say you didn't mean it? That's true. Actually, I, genu- you know, I genuinely, I genuinely didn't. Um, I genuinely didn't. <laughs> mean because it. he hates Thomas was alone. Yeah. I, do you know what? I never finished Thomas Was Alone in the end. That's never a good sign. No, it was, it was long, wasn't it? It was too long. And I told you... Rubbish I'm not, ending. I've not, vol- not played volume yet, because... Um, You're worried that it'll be as bad as... Not at all. Like... You know how much I enjoyed it when I played it at Radius Festival. <laughs> oh, you did, didn't you? Yeah, you I really did really enjoy nice it. Yeah, um, in I fact, I played all of the test levels at uh, Radius and mm. said, enjoyed this. In fact, Mike and I walked to the studio this evening, uh, mm. and, and uh, we were chatting about all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, but we, uh, as part of our conversation, we covered Metal Gear Solid Five, so we won't be doing that on the show we've done it mike and i've caught up okay good um we and, both know where the other one stands well exactly yeah. and and my my point was that um i'm struggling to get into its early stages because of its ambiguity whereas mm. volume i like the you know, straight mechanics and stuff like that so um that's enough about me and volume <laughs> <laughs> how have you been oh until now very good no it's been great it's been really it's been really awesome we brought it out nearly a month ago okay. now and yeah, I mean... Like, 18th of August, wasn't it? I August. remember that day because, uh, genuinely, because of my new job working at uh, Curve, when Mike uh, said that he was bringing his game out on 18th of August, we went, yep, we'll move away from that one then. So, oh, really? <laughs> well, that's... we did, and I think that's part of the problem why there were so many games out the following week. There were, like, there were, were 13 games out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is very funny. So I hope you appreciate the fact we just... It's oh, just yeah. nice of you all to get out the way. No, it was <laughs> good, it was good. It was a fun... There was nothing else out, so it did very well. Right. No, <laughs> next no, year. Good. When's your next game out coming yeah, out? Because that's when we're going to release... The moment, the no, it, 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 it you know it, it reviewed really well and it sold really well, so it's like by both those metrics. But yeah, no, it was it was, it was cool. It was, a, it was fun to do, and honestly, it's just nice. It's nice to get it out there and start actually like seeing people playing it and seeing people get into it and all that jazz. When did you uh, start work on it? That was about two and a half years ago. So I, I got so Thomas was alone came out, and then. I quit my day job once that had made enough money that like I had a year's salary in the bank. Okay. So that was kind of I think February twenty thirteen, right. I say. And then okay. yeah, so about two and a half years. Wow. Um, and this time around, obviously, uh, the um, Thomas was alone. Was um, do you describe it as a sleeper hit? Do, is that the appropriate um, way? Of... Yeah, no, I think, well, I think that's that's a very nice way of saying it. Yeah, yeah. it took a little while to kick in, yeah, right. but to be honest, I think that's most most indie games like historically have been that kind of creeping up people don't tend to kind of you know get excited on the first day for an indie game you kind of creep into people's yeah. view and yeah. well, also, out Thomas did it. if you don't have the pressure of a marketing department behind you or mm. you know you've spent a bunch of money on PR and whatever you can do that over time it's exactly, not that yeah. if you aren't hitting it big on the on day mm-hmm. one then you're a bit yeah and I mean Thomas trouble. Thomas did Thomas did pretty well at launch and volume did very well at launch but but what we're seeing now is we're seeing that kind of tail starting, and yeah, it's it's you know we we continue to add content to it. Uh, we're bringing it out. Well, we've still got the Vita version uh, to come out soon, and that's we're doing I'm lots in. of things. That's yeah, coming in. I think there's a lot of people waiting on that, and it it, it does play really well. Yeah, no, it's and it's, it's, it's what I play all my games on at the moment uh, on the train stuff. So, um, Thomas was like you worked on uh, as a side project whilst mm. you had a full time job. This was your first like gone all in proper non-hobby project yeah it's scary terrifying right yeah no it's scary i mean second album right it's like that's that's undoomed from the start <laughs> but i'm excited to announce it's two better on metacritic <laughs> we were 78 metacritic for thomas volume is 80 metacritic we have gone up by two which according to my calculations means that on my six 50th birthday right <laughs> i will release the perfect video game yes uh how was it? How was it different then? Working on, the, I mean, because uh, with Thomas you were unknown, mm-hmm. um, I guess, and um, getting people to cover it. You've talked a lot about the, those sort of early days. Mm. Um, uh, was quite difficult. Whereas volume yeah. seemed to have like, every, it was all over the place. Was yeah, it, it, obviously. I mean, yeah, it came easier because I guess because people already have that relationship with Thomas, and and that was cool. The relationship with Thomas. That's my third game. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, it was cool and. You know, I'm very conscious of how lucky I am to have that kind of visibility compared to a lot of kind of other people making games at the kind of size that I do. Um, but yeah, it was so. Yeah, people were really great, and we got loads of coverage. And Sony 
gave us loads of stage time and it's just right. all been yeah we, but it's it, it was nice and I, I'm glad that the game kind of lived up to that to an extent because there's always that fear when you're making anything that like what if this is a 6 yeah, out of 10 yeah. or right. a 5 out of 10 or you know whatever like and and you know we obviously we do lots of play testing and stuff so you kind of you on an intellectual level know that the game's not awful but you're at the same time like there's always that fear so it was nice to kind of live up to expectations a little bit and not kind of immediately disappoint <laughs> what do you think the the, uh, the the biggest change has been then in between sort of Thomas and volume and just in terms of sort of how it's probably the money pit Probably, okay. the, probably the room in my flat, which is just like a, a, a bucket of gold, and I just kind of <laughs> swim in it. Um, <laughs> the biggest change you mean in terms of like the industry at large? Yeah, or you know, own? like uh, something that you knew that was something that you found out when you made Thomas or published Thomas, but then when you went to do it again, things had oh everything really like, it's completely different, and it's and it's something that I always kind of try and like I hope I hope I it's something I do on Twitter a lot is try and express just how absolutely unknowledgeable I am about the current state of things. I'm learning stuff now because we're out with volume and we're kind of seeing what works and what doesn't, but yeah, it's it's all outdated. Like, all of the old tricks, the kind of, the, the, the marketplace that kind of volume came, sorry, that Thomas Was Alone came out into was completely different. You know, I, I think we're on the Steam front page for like two weeks or something. Right. Just, I mean, it was just yeah. us. Uh, it's, and it's, it's so it's very different kind of uh, on Steam. We're seeing kind of, you know, YouTubers are massive, but they're not kind of the crazy absolute certain thing they used to be. Um, so yeah, it's it's been really interesting relearning stuff, and I think yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to six months time that being all our day again. It must be interesting for you because you obviously you work on games that are coming out more frequently, so you must have a better idea, I guess. Basically, you're, you must be smarter than me. <laughs> I well, um, I don't think that is true in any sense. No, I think um, it is tricky. You know, like in the in the um, in the time that I've been involved in the industry, I joined 1992, Anne. Hundred years ago, I was a game series. Do you know how old I was then? This <laughs> <laughs> is a fun game. Seven. Yeah, same. Were you? Yeah. Are both of you playing together as I started? I started preparing the industry for your for both of your uh, uh, arrival. Yeah, Cheers no, for that. no problem. Cheers, pops. Yeah, <laughs> I went to the, the um, old days. Went to the Twin Peaks uh, restaurant uh, experience. Oh, although, I read about that. although actually, it isn't actually Twin Peaks because they, they don't name it because I think they haven't licensed it. But um, I was talking to my wife. I was like, "Yeah, I, was like, I must have been 19 when Twin Peaks was on." She's, "I'm 10. Are you, are you happy? You're going out with a 10 year old." Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, every everything has is, is, is changed. Um, I think again, Mike and I were sort of talking about um, how the role of the critic has changed so much recently that um, you know the things that you think are important and the things that you think will nudge nudge the needle in your direction uh, often don't. And what, what's useful these days is that you can see that straight away. You don't you have can to get wait. That feedback, but it's and it's not like those the needles not being pushed by other things, you know. And a- a- absolutely, as we we were we sorry, this is us recounting a conversation. We had a great conversation. Very we had a really, <laughs> honestly, listeners, you should. <laughs> exactly. um, but like, but it is the it's it's people are just relying on their mates more. They're they're relying on what they hear, what their friends are into, what they're seeing. So it's so your your focus shifts and it becomes more about like how do I support this game and you know put out updates and content and cool new stuff for people to talk about. So it's just a, it's just a different it's just a focus shift and it's kind of nice because that's more democratic it's more kind of yeah it's more truthful and and big and lots of different voices so it felt like you were talking about it um obviously through the making of it a lot on twitter yeah how much just generally you, yeah. twittering on <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, but how much did you uh did you not talk about what was there stuff that you didn't say um yeah there's definitely like well obviously like we we held back a lot of like we didn't say what the levels were and what the story was and what the content was and kind of held back on like some of the twists and things mm. um i'm trying to think of like the biggest stuff there there are definitely like there's characters we didn't say were in it because they were voiced by cool people like i think you know there's <laughs> there's a rap uh, like, <laughs> in it, which I, 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 which, which we completely didn't mention, and honestly, I'm kind of glad we didn't because uh, it's. I'm not sure if it's cool to include a rap in your game. The game actually actively <laughs> mocks the fact that there is a rap in the game. Um, I didn't write it; it's okay, and I definitely didn't perform it. So it's fine. Um, but yeah, no. So there's, so there's definitely stuff we held back, and because you want that when you're playing a game and you're having that experience, you don't want to have already heard about it a year ago mm. on Twitter, right? So, but also, I'm not, you know, I'm not egotistical enough to think that anyone cared. Like in terms of like that kind of, um, you know, the stuff I'm posting on Twitter is more. 
you know, more general people are getting a sense of how the development's going, but I don't think anyone's like, you know, piecing together, like working forensically, <laughs> working out the floor or anything. No, you don't no know what cares. I do with my evenings. I don't. That's true. That's true. <laughs> now, let's show him now. Go on. Uh, Anne's prepared this for you. This. It's a great slideshow. Exactly. Fantastic. Uh, God, I can't think of anything more boring. <laughs> what's, um, what's next then? Oh, um, well, so let me give you the five-year plan. No, okay. I don't have, I don't have a five-year plan. I don't know. Um, we are, we're in that weird position now where the game's been out a month, so we kind of know how it did, and we know how well we think it's going to do over its lifetime and all this kind of stuff. And we're honestly just having loads of conversations with various different interesting people and seeing what we do from here. So there's lots. Honestly, it's it's at the moment there's like five or six different things I think we're doing next. Okay. But we're not. We've not zeroed in on which of those we're definitely doing yet. I'm not certain you could be any more ambiguous there. Mike. What are you doing tomorrow? Yeah. What am I doing tomorrow? <laughs> I'm, Apple TV. I'm I've got Apple TV. Got that uh, from his tweets. I got I got nothing. I got nothing to the day after. The day after that, I'm going out for drinks with friends. That's okay. nice. I'm nice. looking forward to that. Yeah. But this isn't, to be honest, this isn't exciting news. <laughs> I feel I'm letting you down. <laughs> okay, thanks very much for that, Mike. Uh, so we're going to go from the Mike Bithell news to the local news. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. There were unbelievable scenes in the jungle as the rank outsider, Cranky Kong, won the leadership battle for the Kong Party. Cranky was believed to not have a chance in the competition as he was a far-left candidate and people believed you had to be slightly to the right in order for the screen to scroll and so you could reach the end of the level. As it was, Cranky won by managing to be different from all the other candidates and by having popular policies such as renationalizing the transportation, which are those rhinos and swordfish that you can ride on, and wanting to get rid of the TNT deterrent that people leave lying around the jungle by the secret areas. Opposition leader King K. Rule has already got his propaganda machine into overdrive by saying Cranky is a threat to national security, economic security, and the bananas security. Thanks and back to your usual programming. Thank you, Sega Dowie, uh, local news there. It's good, good to have you back. Um, it's good to be back with the listeners as well who've been uh, busy sending us letters. Um, I've got one here from Robert Wells. He says, welcome back, lovely team and your super special guests. While you've been away, I've sworn off video games, not having your careful hands to guide me. So instead, I've been playing board games. I've come across a snag, though. Almost every board game needs some kind of house rules in order to make it fun to play. I was wondering if there are examples of video games having those house rules. And wouldn't you know it, lots of lots of people do. From I think lots, lots of them do. Uh, from... Limiting healing or weapons to non-lethal runs and actually role-playing as characters. Obviously, people are inventing their own rules. Right, gotcha. Have you ever imposed house rules on a game? What's your favourite non-standard playthrough? That's a very good question. Pip-Pip Roberts. Well, um, again, uh, Metal Gear Solid seems to be um, uh, finding ways for people to invent new ways to tackle their levels. I'm still on the first... No, I've got past the, the opening. I'm still on the uh, the first bit that I've got... I, Paralyzed by choice, Mike. Oh no! Have you? How have you been playing Metal Gear Solid Five? I tend to, I tend to play as someone who really tries their best but ultimately fails. Every single time I play a Metal Gear map, it's very stealthy for the first half, and then it goes wrong, and then I just kind of destroy everyone. Rocket Guns watches. blazing. It's cool. I remember as a, I remember the one I remember the most with House Rules was playing um, the original Halo, like land parties. So like four TVs back. All the cool kids at my school did this. We were only the cool kids were invited. It did sound very cool. <laughs> but we'd all like bring our little like portable TVs and put them back to back and you'd play these massive, you know, 16 player Halo games. And I remember like we got through, we got to a point where we'd done it so much we got bored of playing properly. So right. like how many of us can we stack on top of each other? Um, I, I think we managed 10, 10 Master Chiefs on top of each other at one point. Or racing. I remember lots of racing around in right. Warhawks. Like who can get to this point and back? Quickest, but yeah, good. Um, uh, I really like doing uh, something uh, Stee did uh, ages ago. He played a game, I can't remember which one it was. Uh, 
as Kelly Clarkson. So he only made... It, it was um, Skyrim, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, and he was playing as Kelly Clarkson, only doing things that Kelly Clarkson would okay. do. And I like doing that. So I've played uh, I've played a couple of games as Taylor Swift. Because sometimes I do... I'm like, oh, how am I going to get the best out of this game? If I choose this, then am I going to get a better game than if I choose this? Take that away. Only do what Taylor would do. Presumptuous, though. <laughs> presumptuous to know what, what Taylor would I do. I think we all know what Taylor would do. <laughs> Burn it down. <laughs> Mike, do you have a letter? I have a letter, yes. Uh, it's quite a long one, actually. <clears throat> uh, children playing violent games. Uh, this is from Lawrence Weir or Weir or Veer. I don't know. Um, hi, team and Mike, Super SSG. Last week, I was on holiday and spent some time with my cousin and her 11-year-old son. We soon got talking about gaming on his Xbox One. When I asked what games he liked playing, he said GTA 5 and Call of Duty were among his favourites. I said to my cousin that I did not think those games were appropriate for someone of his age. Her excuses of why she allowed it were... A, he only played these games online and so didn't play the story modes. B, he he only with his he only played with his friends or with everyone in the game muted. And C, he only played these games in the living room where he could be supervised. Now, my cousin has no clue how to play games. Very cruel. But if she was able to see what was happening in these games and was happy with what her son was doing, is this okay? Even though games were not capable of realistic violence when I was young, I certainly watched lots of horror movies at that age. So am I one to challenge what she allows her kids to do? I believe my cousin to be an excellent mother in every other respect. <laughs> So the other respect, and so excellent. by providing a stable and safe environment to her children, does this mitigate any psychological issues of playing violent games wow. at this time in her son's emotional development? Just interested how you would deal with this situation, Lawrence. Crikey. Um, it's a big one, isn't it? It is a big one. Yeah, do you know what? Um, a lot of people do do that. Um, some friends of mine, a similar thing. They think it's okay to play... GTA. In fact, you're probably li- you're probably listening now, aren't you? Um, <laughs> uh, I think it's okay to play GTA online, as if that. Yeah. So the the, the implication there is that the language is worse than the violence. Yeah. Is that is that mm. what people are saying? I don't know. I think historically, um, parents that were not inter- interested in video games uh, hadn't really seen how far they'd come on, mm-hmm. and therefore didn't realise exactly what it is you can get up to. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. We can get up to this stuff, but yeah. Um, I, I, you know, you wouldn't let a child. You wouldn't let. Would your cousin watch a, um, an 18 rating film with the sound down? My best example of this was I was in a video game shop and there was a kid who wanted to buy themselves. I think it was a horror game. It might have been like Until Dawn or something. Okay. And they took it up to the counter and they were like literally like a 12 year old kid. And the person behind the counter was like, "This isn't. I'm not sure this is okay." And the dad got started getting angry at them for not letting. Yeah. Him. The dad then turns to me because I guess you know a gamer and says, "Do you think this is suitable for a 12 year old boy?" And I said, I'll be honest with you, it's it's pretty that's what that one's pretty gory. I'd recommend something else. And he and he says, Okay, fair enough. Takes the game, puts it back on the shelf, gets his kid a box set of Game of Thrones. Oh. <laughs> no. no. Be inter- you, you should have tagged that child and we could revisit at that point in, I felt, in yeah, ten years exactly. time. We have to do a study. I think it's your responsibility as the best radio show about yeah. video games to, to do that. Well the right. only one with access to a child, really. Yeah. Right, so um I I hear what you know, I don't I don't live with my son. Um uh, and so he tells me he's seven, he's playing um now I, with with a seven year old I think you have to um take a lot of it what he says with a pinch of salt, you know, he's not an actual ninja or what have you. Um He's playing Five Nights at Freddy's, he reckons. Oh. Uh, right. Well, and maybe he's watching YouTubers play it, maybe. Right. Anyway. He thinks, Dan, he thinks thinks that Dan Dan the Diamond Minecraft is uh is his mate. Um He's playing Five Nights at Freddy's and also he, he says I've been playing Call of Duty. And uh, What do you do about that, Anne? Uh, kick off. Kick off. If you are from social services. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know, you know. Don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's wrong. You know, there's. Um, I think uh, games should be free to do what they like in the same way that other entertainment mediums are. But uh, we need to be careful who is enjoying them. Also, there are loads of really good games that are not necessarily for children, but aren't ridiculously violent that you can. Your your child could play. You don't have to go. For, it's sort of like with the uh, film analogy. Well, yeah, maybe if you're gonna let them watch a grown-up film, make it a 15. Don't make it an 18. Like 15s are quite bad these days. Are they? <laughs> I'm surprised. 12 days. 12 days. Exactly. I'm sat there like an old guy. Like, <laughs> oh, this is. This is I remember tricking my kid, my parents into letting me buy GTA 3 as like a 
Actually, I wasn't that old. I was been like 15, so right. that's a, that's on the cusp, isn't it? But Daddy okay Mike age. Bickle did it. Exactly. That's what's Mike Bickle. Look at him now. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the radio. And do you have a letter? Yeah. Uh, hello, team and SSG. Time flies, wouldn't you agree? Me and some friends founded indie developer Sarah Petter Studio, and suddenly, pow! It's five years later. What? Uh, we chose to throw a party and eat cake. Never a birthday without cake. Uh, but it made me wonder, in your opinion, what is the best way to celebrate a company birthday slash anniversary? Thank you so much for a wonderful show. Still great to listen, even when I'm not painting old furniture. Cheers, Marianne. Best way to celebrate a company birthday. That's How a very good question. Do you have a company? He does. It's Bickle Games. I do. Yeah, but yeah, but it's it's yeah self-titled company, so it's not because we do. uh, So my tradition is, I get the most expensive bottle of champagne and the cheapest pizza, and and that's how we do it every every time we launch a game. But a yearly one, I've not, I've never done like a yearly birthday celebrationy thing. What have we done to celebrate? We don't even know how old we are. I do. How how old are we? We are nine and a half years old. Okay, so how did we celebrate being nine and a half? We haven't done anything yet. Are we going to do something for ten years? Yeah, I think we should do... Well, it is the third of April next year is our ten-year anniversary. Right. We should do something big. Wait till then, then we'll let you know what okay, cool. what the best way, best thing to do is. Thank you very much for your letters. Uh, it's great to hear from you, as always. Um, you can email us at... Team at onelifeleft.com. Bother us on Twitter. At onelifeleft. Do we have other things? Yeah, we've got a Facebook page. Facebook. Ma- uh, Mariochi now has its own Facebook page as well. It's got its own Twitter account as well, isn't it? And its own Twitter account. Do you have the account. password to that? No. No, I don't either. So, uh, FYI, if anything goes out of that Twitter <laughs> exactly. account, you know it's Steve, right? <laughs> it's not us. Yeah, uh, we should mention, actually, Mariochi is back this Friday yes. uh, at the Loading Bar in Dalston Stoke Newington High Street Mike's never been what I've you've not. definitely been have you not been to one of our I've been to the Game City ones ah. I went to one of your Christmas parties but I don't think yeah. I've been to Mariochi yet in right. its new home sorry right, so follow us uh, at Mariochi I don't guess. know Mariochi do you know what let's, um, let's do a little section on Mariochi at the end of the show okay. and I'll get that for them Exactly. Yeah, whoa. Uh, what was this like? I popped out for a quick wee. Uh, so how, how was this? Smashing. Um, I returned to the room, so you, you, you went with the punchline. He ended it with, from your father. Yeah. Have you, have you just seen Empire Strikes Back or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was uh, Candy Hippie, Candy Hippie, Robot Dance Party. Did it sound like one? It was yeah, halfway there. I think it was yeah. Candy Hippie, but okay. I'm not sure it was a dance party. I can't remember if there's any uh, creative feedback uh, needed. We, we shouldn't give it if it wasn't asked for. That's, that's very presumptuous. Um, we were chatting about stuff we've seen this summer uh, earlier, Mike, weren't we? And I think both of us are very excited about virtual reality. Yes. What have you, so what have you been playing around with? That you're able to talk about. Okay. Um, no, I think I'm allowed to talk about it. So I've played, like, well, Oculus Touch is the one that we've both played, which is phenomenal. I'll let you talk about that. Um, the Valve Vive thing is amazing. So explain, explain what uh, Vive is. So that's, that's... Is it Vive or Vive? I Steve calls it Vive, I, FYI. It's probably Vive. Okay. Steve's probably getting it right. I don't know. Um, don't tell him that. <laughs> does, it, but it's amazing. It's, okay. um, so that, that one, the, the, the great differentiating thing about that one is that one you can walk around in a room. Okay. 
okay. and it's it's like the whole deck. I cried when I played it. Did you? In a, a fully grown man. Um, wow. Yeah. What were you playing then? Um, it's so uh, when Valve demo it, they give you kind of a half hour kind of sampling board, and I played. I did one, which was the one that's. Uh, there's a video of a Disney animator using it, like where you, you paint. He he used it to paint like a beautiful little mermaid. I used it to do like a smiley face. And write did you like. draw a penis? I didn't actually. Apparently, that's that happens a lot. Yeah, of course it does. But I I didn't. I just wrote my own name because that's. You cried when you saw your own am. name. I did. <laughs> like, <laughs> finally! <laughs> but the, the great one was they have like a little portal, like a little 10 minute portal experience, uh, cool. which is just right. incredible. So, yeah, that's that's really cool. And when's that I mean, out? Do we know? Um, I think it's out. I That's one of those ones where I don't know. You don't know if, if you know. know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Morpheus as well is really good. Like, Morpheus is, um, I've tried that a few times now, um, and that's just a lovely, lovely toy and very. Very cool and very kind of straightforward to get into. It feels like a great first VR experience. Yeah, I um, as you mentioned, and I'm not sure if we, I've told you about this. We saw the uh, Oculus Touch demo every year. I'm very uh, lucky and that um, I'm able to get into the Oculus stand. My friend Scott Dawkins, thanks Scott. Um, and last year uh, I played the Alien Isolation demo, which was just to say I was hung over. I just sat in a cupboard and wait, waited to be no. murdered. I got free, um, I freaked horrific. out with the TV with that. I couldn't do it. Um, this time man is the uh, so. You You've got. They were showing off their controllers, and um, you get a controller on both hands, and um, it registers your thumb. So you can do thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, you can do points. You point at each other, and you can grab things. And um, I, I didn't know actually what it was called, Mike. But you, you said it's called the Toy Box Demo. That might be NDA, but that's fine. No, I'm sure it's <laughs> toy bo- the Toy Box Demo. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, it, well, I mean, it's a good name for it. So you appear um, in a room with another man, and he just makes things appear in midair and uh, things from um, like first of all you start off sort of stacking bricks right it's, yeah, it's impressive can... from a technology point of view but you know so it's what cool. it's, good, oh, it's cool it's good believable physics as well yeah. isn't it you kind of get into it did you play ping pong I did and I can't play ping pong in real life but I but I was astonished you, by how well it you works, could, yeah, right? they, it wasn't it was because I, I said that to someone and they said oh it's like the Wii and I said it's so not like no Wii. absolutely like, you could actually so hold this bat, this the uh, bats the bat or rackets bats um, yeah like Bouncing I bounce light and do oh, it properly, so cool. um, and then uh, there's a slingshot and like dual wielding was fun. Dual wielding it? guns <laughs> was good. Did, um, did the guy demoing it to you lie to you that you were a really good shot, like they did to me? No, Mine because, lied no, to me because, and because said, I was such a good shot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're lying. But that's um, okay. uh, the, 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 it felt very intimate with this man in this room. Mm. And um, did you get so with, with the bit when he shrinks you or throws you in space, and then you, he asks you to shoot him back, and I was like, this feels weird. Yeah. Like it was too. Too too real, and um, it's weird when you know the person you're in there with, and like even it's like it's like this ghostly or just like a, a disembodied mm. head and two hands, but it like if you know the person, you start to see their body language and the way it's moving around, <laughs> and you're like, I know that. Like it's it's a weirdly intimate, personal. Yeah, kind of I, I was absolutely staggered by it. And um, mm. are you so with we I, I, clearly excited nerds. by VR? Yeah, nerds. Are you excited by VR, Anne? No, do you know? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no <laughs> thanks very much, Anne. Really, I like my. My current reality okay. uh no oh. it's um I, it's really interesting but it, I, but it does sort of feel like there is a uh like the entry level of getting into it like it's very um hardware based like at, and i'm not really i'm like i'm not into buying massive bits of hardware f- for what may be a, a limited number of experiences mm-hmm. um yeah i just like i think that it's it's gonna have to become broader before before it'll get me for sure but yeah I think like it's super interesting of course it is and whenever I go to shows or anything or I get a chance to I really enjoy it because it's weird it's just weird it makes you feel (laughs) weird Um, and that's really fun Uh, but yeah I don't know about having it at home Right. Do you remember that time we were excited about VR, Mike? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. I don't know where the turning point was. Right, exactly. Was really it's rubbish. It. No, but you know what? I think you're totally right. I think that's how most people are probably waiting to see what happens with it and because whether there's enough I think it's stuff, hard right? to get excited about something if, you, if you're like, oh, I'm really excited about it. Probably so not going to play it for five years. Yeah. Probably not going to play it for another five years. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, it's got a lot, it's got a lot of challenges. Um, the additional hardware is one. There's so many competing formats. It's another um but yeah i don't know i'm really looking for i'm i'm in i'm definitely gonna i'm gonna get probably a morpheus because i like the idea of a closed mm. platform as opposed to an open one which i always get a bit wary of uh so i'm excited also, about that yeah with morpheus it's quite good because you know well it's like it's probably 
games that you already have or that you know will extend out into that. Mm -hmm. Like, you trust Sony, you don't think they're just going to go bust and you're going to end up with something in the back of your cupboard you're going to have to sell in five years? I think years? Facebook's got quite a good chance <laughs> of sticking around, to be honest. <laughs> right, uh, good. Uh, that was our little VR section we're going to do. We're going to do that every week from yeah. now on. Uh, we're Mike and just go, oh, it's VR, yeah. brilliant. Uh, <laughs> but we really need to push on. Recognise that tune, Anne? Yep. Yeah. I know what The review do. section. Um, I can't remember, Mike, whether we told you... Whether we reminded you of the rules? I know the rules. Okay, good. Um, what have you been playing then, Anne, over well, the summer? Uh, I'm going to tell you what I've been playing this week. Uh, so there were two games that I've played. One uh, really tiny, um, th- and they're both uh, web-based games. And they're both on... It, do you pronounce it? Itch.io. Itch.io, yeah. 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 Itch-io. So they're both from uh, there. Uh, one is called Stars. And it's sort of this little um, narrative game about stars and how stars are lovely. Um, And uh, you have the option to click on words and then sometimes there will be um, uh, squares on screen and you click on those and it gives you a different bit of like this narrative. Um, And it was really nice. It was really like uh, really relaxing, really nice. Stars are awesome. Um... And it sort of felt like a nice prototype for something else. It felt like it could go somewhere, could be a bigger thing, probably could have more stars in it, TBH. Um, but yeah, that was a lovely little game that I played, and I would... I mean, it's, it doesn't take very long to click through, and it is free. And the other one that I played was... Hang on, hang on, hang on, what's it called? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> uh, it's called Intimate Infinite. What? Okay. Um, <clears throat> and it's... Uh, it's quite a it's quite a weird game. There's like a lot of flashes to uh, different scenes and things, and it's got um, text, and it's sort of based on a thing that happened in World War Two. Uh, and then you get so you get to this thing. You've got these three books that you can choose from. So it's basically three different mini games that are uh, interlocking. And so you do something in one of them. So like you in one of them, you can pick up a key, and that unlocks a gate in a different one. Um, really good but there was there's just some like quite funny bits of it like uh to get spoilers to get um <laughs> to get your little man that's walking around uh over a fence uh you you're sort of he's just walking around and you have to uh make hedges grow to block him off so you can get him to walk in the right areas it want him to but then there's like a, a little wall or a fence or something and to get him to to get him over that you have to make um, a hedge start growing underneath him as he's walking on it so that he rises up and then just walks off it walks over into and the other side and this happened in the second world war <laughs> yes it's cool. magical but it's all like quite um, uh, very like fantasy uh, sort of very dreamlike um, and there's a, there's a bit in it which is uh, you're playing a chess game uh, but neither me or my boyfriend know how to play chess and <laughs> just didn't finish that bit um, but you do get to drink a glass of wine in it and it makes a very satisfying glugging noise um, yeah just like quite intriguing uh, and interesting how did you how did you uh, find these games so these were both uh, things I found there's a Twitter account and I think I think it's Simon Carlos that runs it and it's uh, games we care about okay. and they just um, have very short uh, very short non um opinion-based reviews they're just like this game is like this uh of like a few words and it tells you where to get it how much it is um yeah and usually a little screen grab of it as well so i find that a really like and it's usually um slightly more obscure games uh so i think that's a really good resource do we know the password to that account yeah batman is it yeah <laughs> why, why, did, why did you say that then because your passwords were batman <laughs> they used they? to be batman no they used to be actually they're not anymore i yeah. changed them because of that yeah good um scores then uh so stars <clears throat> lovely but probably yeah a bit a uh, bit of a way to go seven out of ten okay and this one a uh, bit it was quite weird but intriguing and uh i would give that one a seven out of ten too i'm concerned that me and mike might have been playing the same game i'm going to intentionally oh. choose the other thing if you I want to you. use the one that <laughs> we've both actually been playing. Okay, what have you been playing then, Mike? Um, so I played, and I like played it over like in one go for like however many hours, the uh, new Go game, the Lara Croft Go. Oh, yes, yeah. right. I've been playing really that as well. Cool. Oh, have you? Why well, don't we hang out more together now? <laughs> um, which is really, really good. Like, I, I, I loved Hitman Go, um, completed it, played each of the DLCs as they come out. 
Um, and yeah, Lara Croft Go just felt like a really nice continuation of that, kind of more complexity, but not getting lost in the complexity and kind of stay stuck true to that kind of... So for people who don't know, they kind of take a Square Enix game, so in the last case, Hitman, now Lara Croft, um, and they take it and make it more about... They simplify it down to a board game kind of uh, vibe to it, so you're moving around very turn-based... And the idea of a turn-based Tomb Raider doesn't sound like it would work, but it really does. And you find yourself kind of doing these really interesting puzzles. It ends with this turn-based boss fight, which is just so cleverly produced. Um, and yeah, it's just a nice continuation from a really cool team uh, who are doing really interesting things. So I liked it. I had a really good time with that. Yeah, I, um, I, I actually found the idea of Hitman Go better than it became in practice. I found it, like, it got really too much for me towards the end like really hard it's overlapping kind of enemy yeah, awarenesses really yeah hard enough. I've been enjoying Lara Croft, Lara Croft Go as well it's a bit more straightforward yeah, and, a bit more... and they've moved it on as well and visually and all that so yeah, yeah. it's fantastic really um, really great what really score great. What are you going to give it um, no I thought like absolutely fantastic I think 7 out of 10 7 out of 10 uh, so I've been playing uh, Until Dawn which is the yeah. other one isn't it <sighs> have you heard about this game man? no Oh my word! It's, I think it might be my game of the year so far, mm-hmm. um, and it's been a strong year for games, volume, etc. Um, it is heavy rain crossed with the movie Scream um, mm-hmm. in its basic. So, uh, is it six teenagers or is it eight? It's eight. Eight. Unless you do very badly. I end up with three. Right, it's ten start off with two of them definitely dying. Yeah. And then you've got eight for the main kind of campaign. So uh, two of them die. So they all go to a, um, a sort of stereotypical horror lodge for one evening. Two of them die. Then what they do next year, they let's meet up back in the lodge oh, again. Yeah. Same day, same place. Yeah. It'll be great. And if you were watching it as a film, you would be shouting, oh, this is ridiculous because they're doing like, oh, what's that noise I'm going to go off and investigate on my own like all the things that annoy but it plays with that and and it's had a really interesting history it was originally going to be a PlayStation Move game on the PS3 I believe where the idea being that you would um, the Move controller would be the torch and that what it is now uh, they're using the Killzone engine which I, I didn't realise um, so it's a beautiful looking it's got Hayden I don't know how to pronounce his surname Hayden Panettiere Panettiere yeah um, and who's the, uh, the, the, the the main actor man he's uh, the dude from Marvel's Agents of Shield is he that, I, 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 yeah. I, I could go well he was in Prison he's, Break he's the guy yeah he's the guy from the Strom, from that, Strom uh, his name. my wife was very a lot of people that you'll go who's that from the oh, he was in that yeah. and basically it's a narrative story um, in which has sort of it, it gave me um, very much an original Resident Evil vibe of mm-hmm. the sort of searching the mansion um, it, it, the locations uh, Borden um, full of cliche full of annoying people that you know you that you should say but you'd be quite happy if some of them died um, it's a branching narrative that goes from beginning to end and you can end up with all of them alive or none of them alive and uh, that's it it's how just did you do how many of them survived? three three oh. I lost one at the last minute yes uh, there's a really easy mistake I lost but, two in that did one did you yeah, but yeah. man I, what a tense brilliant, brilliant it has this mechanic um, so you, you sort of play with the torture stuff and it has a lot of quick time events and, and, and it has something called the butterfly effect so depending on the characters interact with each other is how they will deal they will um, deal with each other later on in the story and it sort of tells you afterwards when you've done something yeah really great <sighs> butterfly effect British as well Yes, absolutely, mate. I couldn't believe that it. it's got it's got such a swagger about it, and mm. and then it has with the Dual Shock, it has a don't move, and so there's a bit where you, where you where you're not allowed to move, and it's registering, and you've got to stay still, and such a simple mechanic, it's so terrifying. Um, yeah, oh, what a brilliant game! I'm absolutely loved What's it. That on? PS4. Mm. Uh, yeah, did you did you enjoy it? I loved it. Yeah, for all the reasons you're saying. I think it it's. Try and think of the most politically okay way to say this. It's a game in that genre that's written very well, and it's exciting to see that genre done right. The kind of because it, it is very similar to kind of a David Cage game, but I have some misgivings about maybe his story stuff. Yeah, and yeah. it's nice to right. it's really well put together. And even though the characters are those kind of annoying American teenage stereotypes, they're really well written. Oh, annoying so American teenage stereotypes. Brilliant. Very so good. It's really well put together. Did you have the PlayStation camera functionality on it? I yeah I I streamed a good chunk of it as well so I had people kind of laughing at my fear <laughs> right but did you um uh so what it does is it has some jump scares in it yeah and if you 
allow it to, it it's, it records your reaction to oh. them. How do you get to see all those? Because uh, it's in the extras after, but you, oh. but you have to have turned it on at the start. So oh, uh, it's a, yeah, it's a shame. Oh, okay. But ooh, like that. <laughs> it really like it does overdo the jump scares a little. Ah, uh, but that's part of it. You know, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's it's, it, it's um. Uh, it, it, it's pacing is oh, perfect really rubbish well horror film really good um, wow uh, we're at the end of the show yeah 7 out of 10 though for Until Dawn um, no really really re- really can't recommend it highly enough uh, Mike Biffle thank you so much for coming on thank you and thanks for weirdly using my full name it's cool uh, it's, uh, <laughs> we did that with a lot of things like, um, yeah. we call it Nottingham Game City and they're, yeah. and they're always surprised when we do that <laughs> like, we are nothing if, th- if not if thorough formally yeah, formal. uh, thorough um, cool. yeah, it's cool uh, really nice to see you again um, don't be a stranger uh, uh, how, obviously, and everybody follows you on Twitter as it is, but uh, they should I, definitely buy volume though. On, they uh, should buy on volume. PC, Mac, uh, PlayStation Four, and soon Vita. When? When Vita? Uh, we've not said yet. Okay, can you say now? No, we've already got time. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, uh, Anne's good to see you again. Yeah, I'll great see you Friday. This Friday. Marioki. Is it this Friday? No. Yes, it is. It is this Friday. Is it? It's the 18th, isn't it? No, Mar- you can't because uh, Mario Maker's out this Friday. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I'm just very confused with Friday. So yeah. See you then. See you Friday. Thank you for listening. See we don't want life left. Bye-bye. See you. Bye.